<laughs> I'm shortchanging everybody. Okay, good evening. Um, we're going to learn a mimer in Lakuti Torah and Bamidbar, being that this week is Pasha's Bamidbar. Um, this is not a Bamidbar mimer in the sense that it's related to this week's Parsha, Parsha's Bamidbar. It is a, it's relating to Shavuos. The Mamorim, the discourse is about Discourses about Shavuos were inserted in Lakuti Torah in Pasha's Bamidbar. <coughs> because Bamidbar met many times is the week before Shavuos. So this mimer is a related to the concept of Sphira Sa'imer. Sphira Sa'imer, which leads us into Shavuos, <coughs> is all. It's all about counting from the barley. We're counting from the barley to the wheat. As we learned in, 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 other, as we learned in other classes that <coughs> on, the first, on the second day Pesach, a carbon was brought in the base of Migdash called the Omer, which was made out of barley, barley flour. And then the Torah says we should count from that day 49 days, and after the 49 days are over, you make a holiday, <coughs> which is the Yom Tev of Shavuos, and you should offer, on that time, by that holiday on Shavuos, you should offer Mincha Chadasha, a new Karba Mincha. What is the Mincha that we offer? It's a Mincha made out of barley. I'm sorry, out of wheat. Minchas Chitim. It's a Mincha made out of wheat. It's two breads. Shteyalechem. Two breads was made out of wheat. So we see that the journey or the, the, the um, growth from Pesach to Shavuos is growing from barley to wheat. Now barley is usually associated with animal. Barley is animal food. Wheat is human food. And what we're really moving from, from Pesach to Shavuos, is we're moving from animal to human. Torah is food. Torah is called lechem. It's nourishment for the soul. It's lechem for our neshama. Torah is made up of olive bays. The entire Torah is made up of letters. There are 22 letters. 22 is the equivalent of chita. Chita, ches, tes, hey, which means wheat, is gematria 22. Be and the reason why on Shavuos we have the shteyalechem, the two breads, is because the shteyalechem symbolize human food. Torah, which is human food. What's the human inside of us? That's our soul, our nefeshali kiss, our godly soul. Our godly soul needs divine, godly nutrition. So the Torah, which are the 22 letters, is what our soul eats. And that's how it gets strengthened, and it enables it to have a connection and a relationship to Hashem. Through the Chita, 
which is 22, the 22 letters of the Aleph base. But the halacha is that a person is not allowed to eat until he gives his horse to eat. A person is not allowed to eat Asr lechoil. Asr la'adam shayitayim. A person is not allowed to eat until you, according to Torah, you have to feed your pets before you eat first, before you eat. So before the human inside of us eats, we have to feed the animal inside of us. The animal inside of us is the animal soul. That's why we first feed the barley to the animal, and then we feed the wheat to the godly soul. Now, what does it mean, the barley? On the, on the, the avoid of the barley, the eating of the animal soul, means to refine the animal, the nefesh of Bahamas. And that's the period of seven weeks from Pesach to Shavuos, in which we're involved in polishing our animalistic side. Because our animal, our sa'ira part, our, our part of us that, is not, that needs rectification, we have seven midos, seven animalistic drives, we have to turn them from animal drive to human drive. But we have to refine them, we have to polish them. So that's the idea that we first eat, first we're busy with the barley on Pesach, and then we gradually move to the wheat, because the person is not allowed to eat until he takes care of his animal. On a deeper sense, in a much deeper sense, Torah is not only the food for our neshama, Torah is also food for the supernal man above. The Abishter, God, is called Adam. He's called man. But what aspect of God is called Adam, is called man? What aspect of Hashem is called man? The Sephirot, the attributes. Because there's another Pasuk that says, Ki loy Adam hu, that Hashem is not a man. And you can't ascribe to him any description, not even the human description. Now, obviously, we understand when we say Hashem is a man, doesn't mean man of physical flesh and blood. God has no description, no definitions whatsoever. So even when we're saying man by Hashem, it means after rebellion abstractions, abstract, 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 abstract. The the nature of the human of the human psyche is something that can be applied to Hashem, to the attributes. The attributes of Atsilas. Why? What is the human psyche made out of? Intellect and emotion. It makes up our experience. So the Abishter also has an intelligence. The Abishter Hashem also has emotions. And that's why Hashem is called man. But it says, Kiloi Adam Hu Hashem is not man. And the answer is, the Orein Sof, the infinite light that transcends the attributes, that's Kiloi Adam Hu, that's not man. The sephiros, the attributes are called Adam. It's called man. Now a human needs to eat in order to survive. So if we're human and we're just a reflection of God and the human being down here below is an image, is Adam al-Elyon, comes from Hashem. If, if we are created in a manner in which we need to eat, so that implies as well that Hashem above, Adam al-Elyon, the supernal man also eats. So when the Torah is given on Shavuos and it's food for our souls, it's also food for the divine attributes. Because Torah is coming from above the attributes. And it's being matan Torah, it's being descending and filling the divine attributes with light as well, the Adam Elyon, the supernal man. But the man above is not allowed to eat until he gives his animals to eat. 
So just like we're not allowed to eat until we give the animal to eat, God Almighty Himself can't either enjoy the Torah, the light of the Torah descending down into Atsilos, into the supernal worlds, to bring extra vitality into, into Atsilos, into the Kelim, you see? Because Atsilos, even though it's godly, it's still only a vessel, it's Kalim. And in there you have to bring the light in, you have to bring the energy, and that's through the giving of the Torah, where godliness is flowing down. So the Abishter is not allowed to eat until he feeds the animal. That's why we bring the Minchas Omer before we bring the Minchas of Chitim. Chitim is the Abishter eating. Shtealechem is going to the Adam Elyon, to the supernal man that's on the throne, he's eating. But before he owes that, he has to give the animals to eat. Especially since he's going to be using, since, especially since by Matan Torah, Hashem was using the animals. Because it says in the Pasuk, Ki sirkav al susecha, when you came riding on your horses, Markevaisecha Yeshua, your chariots of salvation. When did God come riding on horses? When did God come riding into town on a pony? When was that? That was by Matan Torah. The chariots of salvation. When Hashem came down, He came down with the horses. Who are the horses? The horses are the angels above. The Merkava, the chariots. The Malachim are called Behemois and Chayas. Hashem is not allowed to eat until He gives, a person arrives at the inn. Eliezer arrived with his ten camels at Besuel's home after he traveled. And what did he do first? He went and he fed the animals, the camels first. And then he said, I'll eat, because that's the halach. So the Abishter is using his horses. He arrives over here at Har Sinai with his horses. He has to feed them first, and then he can eat the Torah. That's why there is the Oymer of Sa'irim, which is food for animal, before the, there is Machal Adam, the food for the human being. Now Sa'ira, barley, is the food for the malachim. So now we're getting a higher picture. Besides, see, in the human being, everything is, the human being is the microcosm of all of existence. So you have within the human, you have the Adam, the supernal part, the godly part, that's the neshama. You have the body and the animal soul, that's the behemoth. But the human being is mirroring and reflecting the greatest, the cosmos. So up there above, you have the Adam Elyon, the supernal man. And you have the Chayos HaKodesh, the holy beast, the Malachim. You have to feed them first, the machel soirim, the barley, because that's what they eat. And then the human can eat. Right? Then Hashem eats the Torah. The light of the Torah can come to the world. Now, why? We said earlier that chita, the word chita means is 22. Ches tesal, 22 letters of the Torah. So we understand that the wheat is not a physical eating. It's the spiritual eating. It's the neshama eating. It's like we. What does it mean eating? When we're sitting here by the class today, there's a two, two-fold eating. You might be nibbling on the pretzels and on the chips, which is a good thing to do. And in addition to that, your neshama is nibbling on ideas. Maybe you'll get all the ideas, everything that we'll discuss tonight, and then you'll have a whole meal in which your neshama was filled. You're processing these ideas. Your brain is processing. How is your brain processing the idea? Through the words that are being spoken. And these words are entering in your mind and you're chewing on it and sometimes you're thinking, hey Rabbi, why are you going so quickly? I didn't swallow yet. As many times you have an idea and you're hearing it and then he's already on to the next idea and like what's going on? Because you're still chewing. You're still chewing, you're trying to bite it down to little pieces so that you can absorb the idea and it should be part of you and move on to the next idea. 
So you understand that it is called eating, because when you eat, the food goes inside of you and it becomes you. So when you have concepts and ideas, and you assimilate these ideas into your mind, and you understand that that's, that's a form of eating. Adarabah, that's the real eating. And then there's also a physical kind of eating that's reflecting and mirroring and reflecting the eating of the soul. But chita, wheat, has, an, has a connection to it because it's the 22 letters, what words are made out of, what Torah is made out of. But why is barley the food of animal? Why is it the food of the malachim, which are called animal? And the answer to there too is hinted to in the word saora. Barley in Hebrew is saora. The Zohar says that saora comes from two words. Shior hey. Shior hey. Shior means a set amount. Shior means a limit. When godly influence is coming down to the world to give life to all the creations, including the most sublime spiritual creations, the malachim, incredible beings. The problem with the malachim are that they're finite, they're limited. As great and as deep and as broad that their minds are, there's still a limit to their understanding, there's a limit to their capacity. When Hashem, and Hashem, His problem is, what's Hashem's problem? That He is limitless. He's infinite. So it's a little bit of a heart of a shidduch to make over here between an infinite God and a finite creation. Put the two together and one has to go. Either the infinite stops being infinite or the finite has to stop being finite. This gatenish. You can't put it together because the finite is going to disintegrate in the infinite power and be lost completely. So therefore, there has to be a serious circuit breaker, something seriously that is going to diminish God's influence to the world and break it down to bite-sized pieces, to little crumbs, that the malachim should be able to get tiny little tidbits of godly energy without them becoming overwhelmed and destroyed. That's the idea of barley. Barley is the word shior, sets limitations. And what's the hay? The hay is where those limited bite-sized pieces are coming from. Where are they coming from? From the last level of, 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 of divinity, of godliness. Malchus, the Shechina, Malchus. See, when the Ebishter's life force is coming down to the angels, it's coming from above, from the Ein Sof. It's passing through the first world. The first world, as we said earlier, is the godly realm, the world of Atzilus. It's still godly, it's not yet creations. Malachan don't exist there yet. It's too lofty, it's too powerful, it's too, right? So the creation can't exist there yet as a creation. The Abishta's influence is going into Atsilas, passing from attribute to attribute as it's coming down, down. But as long as it's in the attributes of Atsilas, it's still considered infinite. Where does it take, where does it become diminished and ready to be transmitted into the next world, into the created realm? That's in Malchus called the Shechina. Malchus Peh, Malchus is the mouth. The Shechina is the latter He of Hashem's name. Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke. So the Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke represent all the ten Sefirot. Yud is Chachma, He is Bina, Vav is the six emotions, from Chesed down to Yisoyed. And finally, He is Malchus. So He is the Shechina, the Malchus, Hashem's mouth. What, is, what does the Shechina do to the light, to the energy? The Shechina takes the energy and breaks it into little pieces. And, then the, and when it's broken into little pieces, that's when the malachim are able to eat it. 
So that's why it's called shiur, the set amount, hay coming from the shechina, which is the hay, who sets the amount, just like, now let's, let's take the idea. I prepared this shear a little bit, not enough, but I prepared this shear. It's a massive idea. It's a wonderful, godly idea that the Alter Rebbe conceived 200 years ago. An unbelievable idea. It took me a while. I read it two times and read it and processed it. But after I finished, oh, I have this rich, godly idea, this awesome idea in my mind that I want to share today. But if I take the idea straight out of my mind as it is and go boom, right at you, what are you saying? It just doesn't work. What has to happen? It has to go through my mouth, and what happens in the mouth, it's going to turn into two hours or an hour and a half of speech, in which every word is going to have a little pieces of the idea. Now, in my brain, the whole concept is one concept, but as it's going to be communicated, as it's going to be articulated, it needs to be broken into pieces. It needs to be broken into to paragraphs, and the paragraphs really into sentences, and sentences into first into words, or rather we form, we begin with letters, letters forming words, words forming sentences, sentences forming paragraphs, paragraphs forming chapters, and then after the whole night or whatever the time we're learning, we have a complete idea. So you see it's the mouth in where it's getting chopped up into the pieces so the recipients are able to receive it. You're gonna receive the little pieces, and what are you gonna do with it? You're gonna put it together in your mind to hopefully create this, this entire structure of the concept that it is. And that's the idea of barley. Barley is the food of shior hay. It's the food of the malachim. That's why malchus of atzilus is chopping the energy that it's receiving from above to become food for the, for the malachim. We do that before, before, um, before Pesach. I'm sorry, before Shavuos. Because, the, because we can't have the Adam Elyon eat what it wants to eat from a much higher light. Shavuos energy is a much higher light than what's given to the malachim. The barley, as we see in the world in general, barley is not a quality grain. You give it for animals. Besides putting it in the chalent, we don't really, a barley, you know, mushroom and barley soup. But in general, there ain't no much barley. It's not the food, the breads, are made, good breads are not made out of barley. It's a food for animals. Food for the human is the chita, the wheat. So too. Torah is a much higher revelation. And it's made only for neshamas. Torah is not made for angels. They wanted wheat. They fought with Moshe Rabbeinu. They said, how come we get the barley and you get the wheat? It's not fear. You're getting Torah. We're giving barley. And Moshe said, well, that's the story. You're the animal. The horses get, 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 the, get the barley and we get the wheat. Because Neshamas can process chitim. So, so we have to first feed the malachim. Then we, and the same thing above. There is first food for the, for the angels, the lower kind of food, the she or hay, the limited, the finite stuff. And for the Adam Elyon, there's the Torah that's infinite and endless and boundless. The Chita, which is much higher. That's going to be the theme of the Mimer a little bit. But before we start with that, he begins with a Pasuk that's sta stated in Yeshaya. In the famous Haftarah that we read on Achrin Shal Pesach, which is the Haftarah of Mashiach, where it talks about the, where it talks about the, few, the prophecies that are going to happen when Mashiach is going to come. So we know one of the things that are going to be drastically impacted in the days of Mashiach is that the predatory nature of animals is going to stop. And animals are going to become very peaceful and very domesticated. Even the most wildest beasts of the, of the, of the, of the, of the wilderness are going to be tamed. And they're not going to have any more that 
their, their, their predatory nature. And one of the nevuas that it says, you know, we say it's the lion and the, and the, and the sheep will, the, guard, uh, the wolf and the lamb will, will live together, right? One of the, one of the nevuas that says in that Avtaira is va'arye kebakar yoichal teven. The lion will eat straw like bakar, like cattle. Today's days, cattle eat straw. When Mashiach is going to come, lions are also going to eat straw. They're going to be vegetarian lions, and they're not going to be carnivores. That's going to be when Mashiach comes. Now we're going to get a much deeper understanding of what this means, that the lion is going to eat kabakar. Okay? This is what he begins with. The explanation of it, we're going to get all the way at the end of the mind. The lion, like Bakar, is going to eat Teven. What he means to, what he, what he's, um, is going to eat straw. What does this mean? And let me just give you a quick synopsis of what his conclusion is going to be. We just gave a whole introduction about the food for the angels. That the angels eat barley. Now the angels are called the Chayos HaKodesh, the supernal, the, 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 they're called the, the holy beasts. What do they eat? We said before, they eat barley. She or hay, that's what they eat. What is teven? What is straw? Straw is not, straw grows around wheat. The outside, the peel, the peel of the wheat And the peel of the barley is called teven. It's the external part of it. The inner part of the barley and the inner part of the wheat is far superior than the, than the, than the chaff, than the chaff. Today's days, the lion above eats the barley. Not only barley, because in the Markava above, there was, a, there was an ox and there was a lion. The lion, the ox eats the barley, because we said all the, the animals, animal food. The lion also eats barley, because what happened in the Beis Amigdash, when the Kohen, the carbon with the barley, what did they do with it? On the second day Pesach, they brought a carbon made out of barley. What they do with it? They put it on the fire. They sifted it, and the Kohen took off when every mincha, every, every mincha, every carbon, the Kohen would take a handful, and then he would take the flour, he would put it on the altar, on the Mizbeach, onto the fire. So it's getting burnt on the Mizbeach. But it's not really getting only burnt on the Mizbeach because there was a fire that came down from heaven and it would consume it. And this didn't happen every day. It wasn't like you stood there and you see, oh, the fire is coming down. And watch it, watch it, fire is coming down. That's not what happened. When the Beis Amikdush was built, a coal fell down from heaven, a fiery coal, and it was in the image of a lion. Mamash, it looked like a, like a fiery lion. And it stood on the Beis Amikdush for the 400 years. The first Beis Amikdush stood, there was this fire from heaven. This, this image of a lion, of this fire, is, is a extension of the lion of the chariot. The supernal lion of the chariot, which is the highest malach. The highest malachim, the source, the source of all animals, the source of all angels, is the lion above. Came down. That means when we're giving the barley, who are we giving it to? Who is getting to eat the barley? When, when Yidna are offering the barley, we're putting it on the altar. It's going to the animal. It's going to the lion. That means the lion eats the barley. Not only does I, the lion eat barley, 
but the lion also eats animals. Just like in our physical world, lions attack buffalo, they attack deer, they attack, uh, what do they call them, the other, the willerbees, and all these other well, more, more uh, uh, less ferocious animals, and they eat them. Just like it is physically in this world, so too it's in the spiritual dynamics as well. The lion eats the carbonis, because when you offer cows and sheep, you put it on them as beach. The supernal lion above, which is the lion from the Markava, would consume these animals. So the lion is eating both. We'll see what that means later. Let's look at the idea. The lion above is eating, and that's the biggest tikkun you can make. Giving the lion to eat the animals is awesome. You say, hey, that's so, that's so gory. It seems like it's not a good thing if it's not going to be when Mashiach comes. We're going to see soon it is a wonderful thing that the lion is eating the, the animals. It's an elevation for the animals, and it brings, it brings about... A, an intensification of kindness over judgment because the cows and the cattle come from the left side which is judgment the lion comes from the right side which is chesed the lion consuming the animals is really the idea of kindness overpowering the other side from the unholy not the unholy from the judgments which are all related to the left side okay but so today's days the lion eats what eats the cattle and he eats the food for the cattle which is barley giving him barley as well. When Mashiach will come, the lion is going to be demoted from its high point. And what's going to happen? Instead of the lion eating the animals, and instead of the lion eating barley, he's only going to be eating the external part of the barley. He's only going to be eating the tevent, the chaff, the outside of the barley. Why? What are we gonna, we're going to starve the angels. The angels are going to start eating the junk food. Until then, they were getting good stuff. Now they're just going to be getting the junk, the external bipsolas. The answer is, because there is going to be aliyah to olamos, the worlds are going to rise up higher and higher and higher and higher and higher, so high, that the barley that is going to come when Mashiach is going to come is going to be on so much of a high level, the light that's going to be flowing into the, into the universe to feed the malachim is going to be so, 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 so high that even the supernal angels, the Markava Vatsilis, it's going to be too much for them. They won't be able to touch the barley. The barley is too holy. The animal, it's way above them. What can they have? They can only eat the chaff. They can only eat the external, the chitzonius of it because the hashpa is going to be so much greater. That's the idea that he's going to develop. Who is going to be the ones eating the barley and elevating it, as we're going to see soon, the Jewish neshamas themselves. Today's, basically the whole idea of the Maimer, let me just do it very briefly, is that in our world that we have today, angels are higher than the human being. They help us out. We need to, every, everything we elevate to Hashem goes through the Malachim. We're going, to, we're going to explore this, we'll understand it soon. But everything we do goes through the angels. And they're acting as mediators because we're physical. Even though our neshamas are higher than the malachim, but once the nisham is inside a body, the nisham is severely diminished. And the malachim are much higher because they're spiritual. They're not stuck in a body. So therefore, all of our communication with God goes through angels. Both. 
When we are elevating things upward, we elevate it through the malachim. And when influence, divine influence is coming down into the world, it's going through the malachim. So the malachim are very pivotal and key players in the whole system. When Mashiach comes, the malachim are going to become, in Yiddish you say, ois kapalich macher. They're not going to be anymore the hat maker, which means they're not going to be anymore the big machers anymore. They're out. Why? Because in this physical world is going to be attached to its spiritual source. And therefore, Yidin themselves are going to be in the physical bodies on the level of their nishamas, of their souls. So they're going to act as channels there on their own between Hashem's infinite light and the world. And you don't need the malachim to be the, the ones doing it. Not only that, but we're, the malachim are going to be eating the chitzonius. Because the panemius is going to be too much for them. And the panemius are going to go into nishmas Yisrael. That's the idea that he's going to develop. Let's t- take a look inside. The lion, like cattle, is going to eat chaff. It's going to eat the straw. In a kvar nizbar, we have a said already earlier, that barley, barley represents the limited amount of godliness that the Abishter gives down into the world, into the malachim. Shior, it's a limit. Hey, coming from what? From Hashem's mouth that sets limits and makes tiny little pieces from divine energy in order that the malachim should be able to process. So shior umida, this is a set amount, umida and a measure. Hanimshach, it is drawn mepchenas hey, from the latter hey of Hashem's name, which is the mouth, the shechina. And what does the shechina do? She gives, she feeds her creation. She feeds the world with little, small pieces of godly energy. The Shechina is the breath of Hashem's mouth. That's the hay. This becomes the food of Machel Behema. Why is it called hay? Because hay, the letter hay, represents two things. The letter hay is five. And we know there are five organs of speech. How do you break? See, speech is made up of two things. It's made up of breath. When you're speaking, you have breath. The breath comes from your chest, right? Everybody following? Breath comes from your chest. When the, when the, when the, when the breath gets up into your mouth, over here, is where, you, is where the cookie cutter gets into, gets into motion. Those are the five powers of speech, and what do they do to the breath? They break the sound, the sound and the breath, into pieces. And then you have all kinds of letters coming out. So there are five organs of speech, that's why it's the letter hey. There's also the breath itself is also a hay. Because when you're breathing, you're going, that's hay. So indicating that Hashem's hashpa is a breath coming from Hashem, that He is exhaling. He's giving it to His creations. Hashem is exhaling a breath. He's giving life to the universe. But it's too overwhelming, it's too powerful. So what does He do with the five organs of speech? He chops it up into small pieces. That's the idea of barley. Shior, a limit. Hey, coming from Hashem's mouth, which is the hey. And that's coming down to the malachim. And now the malachim are eating. They're eating this godly life. What does it do for them? This is the food for the animals. Which animals are we talking about? Piddish. This is the hashpa, the influence that is coming to the malachim. They are called behemoths, they are called animals, and they are called beasts. 
And where do we see that? When Yechaskel saw the vision of Hashem's chariot, he saw Pnei Aryeh, the face of a lion, Pnei Shor, the face of an ox, and he saw the lion was on the right side of the chariot. And now we understand that these are very sublime angels. The Alter Rebbe and Tanya discusses why they're called beasts, why they're called animals. It's very disrespectful. And the answer is because their love of Hashem is instinctive. Just like an animal acts impulsively, animal doesn't act reflectively, doesn't think, everything is natural. These malachim, they love God, that's all they do, but their love to Hashem is just impulsive. It's their nature, they can't help it. But they too need koyach, they need strength, they need power, they need to feel God in order to love Him. So how do they feel Hashem? When Hashem feeds them, when Hashem is illuminating their souls, the souls of the angels, the nefesh of the, of the malachim, with godly light. Now let's understand something, you and I never felt godliness in any way close, in any way, shape or form, close to what the malachim are feeling, especially these malachim. Do you know something? There are like, there are like 10, 15, there is, the Rambam discusses 10 levels of angels. And, the, and even those 10 levels of angels are just general categories. Specifically, there's probably billions of levels of malachim, higher, higher, higher. If you were to meet the lowest level of angel, one time in your life and see the angel as an angel, you would think you're going to die. You're never going to be able to live again. Like you see the story of, Shmu, of, 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 of Shimshon Agibah's parents. When the Malach came to them and he reported to them they're going to have a son, the woman says to her husband, or like the husband says to the wife, we're going to die. And she said, if we're meant to die, then God would not have shown us. So she's talking sense to him. That we're not going to die. But they felt they're going to die. That's how overwhelming it was to see an angel. Now we're not talking about the lowest angels. We're talking about the highest, highest, highest malachim. So we can understand that when we're talking about their food, what kind of spectacular energy flow we're talking about. This is bigger than the universe. Thinking about the universe and the endless galaxies and stars and all that, this is nothing. This is a, this is a, little, this is a little crumb of a crumb compared to the malachim, these angels. They're, they're endless. And their life force that's flowing to them but still it's called barley because it has a limit. It has a limit. She or hey. Sometimes the things that, you know, sometimes you learn this, little malachim, little, little creatures up there. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the first primal creations. Incredible creations. But they get food. They get the food that's the barley. When they get their food, what does it give them? Boyarim. They are burning up. And they appear to like these, like flaming, like bolts of light. With love of Hashem. The year and fear of God. And the food empowers them. They eat. They receive godly influence. Then they become filled with love filled with awe to the source of all that influence and source of all that delight and pleasure that they just experienced and they burning up with desire to get closer to that source and what do they say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh that God is holy, transcending and then they also say and those are the three things that Malachim say the Chayos, the Ifanim the, the, the three levels of Malachim, Srafim, Chayos, Vayifanim. So the, the Srafim say Kodesh, the Chayos HaKodesh say Baruch, and the Ifanim say Yimloch Hashem Le'olam, the three, three levels of Malachim. 
And these, this hashpa of the angels, talu ba'avoidas Yisrael. Here's the thing. We are responsible in feeding the angels. Poor angels, they're dependent on us. And if we don't get around to it, they're, they're not eating. They can't stimulate their own food. That's one thing about the malachim. As great as they are, no one is feeding them unless we, unless we feed them. We? What are we? We're down here. How in the world are we feeding the malachim? When we, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, hear, hear this, this is unbelievable. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, when Jewish people in the land of Israel went outside in the field on Matzah Pesach and went to the barley, as the first barley to be cut, and they would lift the sickle, and it was a whole procedure. All Jews would stand around, thousands of Jews, and the man would say, Should, is this, is, this, is this an axe? Is this a sickle? And they said, yeah. And he would say, is this a sickle? And they said, yeah. And he would say a third time, is this a sickle? Yeah, they would say, yeah. And then they, she said, should I cut? And they would say, yeah, should I cut? It was a whole procedure. Everything was asked three times. They made a big deal about it because the tzedukim didn't believe in doing this. And then finally, they went and they cut the, the barley and, the next, and then they took it to the base of Mingdash and they had to... Uh, dry it. They put it. They 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 put it into a because the, the the wheat is the barley is still wet. Then it's not yet fully right uh, developed. That to put it into a, a a kind of an oven to dry the kernels, and then they would grind it, and then they made it in the Omer Saorim, and then they offered it on the mizbeach. When they offered it on the mizbeach, and they offered it to the lion, that's on the mizbeach who we spoke about earlier. This is causing up there in heaven, the barley should be fed to the supernal to the malachim for the entire year. They're getting their food. It's dependent on what a few people are doing in the Beis Amigdash down here, little miniature peepsqueaks are doing down here in this world is what their food for the entire year until next year comes around and we do it again. This is supplying energy and life for endless myriads upon myriads upon myriads of angels. Enabling the entire system of creation to function for another year because without the angels nothing is functioning. They're the channels. They're the passers of energy from place to place. Everything is working based on Allah, but they have to eat. And their food, they get from the Oymer Sa'irim that we offer in the Beis HaMikdash. Fashpah Zusheh and this influence to the Malachim, Tolu, is dependent Bavoydas Yisrael Lamata. In the service of the Jewish people down here, Bizman Beis HaMikdash, in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, Shehoyim Akrivim Oymer Asa'irim, in which we offer this Oymer of barley. The Koyen waved the Omer, the second day of, this is the second day of Pesach. And he offers the Koymets, which is the handful, in the fire of above. So he's trying to explain why when I'm offering and putting a, hand, a fistful, that's all that's being put, one fistful of barley, how much is it? A tiny bit, how much can fit into a fist? One fistful of barley flour, putting it on the mizbeach, and this is feeding the celestial beings for the entire year. That's what's there. Can you imagine how potent that is? All malachim. Everybody's eating from that one little. Imagine if he opens his hand and they all come to eat from it. That's what's happening. He's giving it. But by putting it on the fire, how is it going to the malachim? So he explains. Because the fire is, is, is the primary malach. The first malach above is the face of the lion, because there are four, four, four creatures. 
The lion is on the right side. Now the right is the more powerful side. So the lion is the first recipient, which is really Malach Michael, the first one. So when you're giving, you know when you see animals, when animals make a kill, you ever see, you ever see a video from the animals that make a kill in, the, in, the, in, the, in Africa? So there's always the one who gets to eat first, you know, the big guy comes and he, everybody stands around and waits. And then they all can come because he's, he's done. So first you got the first Malach, Malach Michoel, or the first one who get the food first. Then they pass it on to all their friends. So that's why down here it's also that way. Who gets, you put the barley onto the Mizbeach, and the lion is the fire on the Mizbeach, and he receives it. The fire of above, was in the image of a lion. And this is the Aryeh, the lion, that is eating the carbonis. The Indian, and the idea is. But let's understand something. What's this whole purpose of feeding the angels? Okay, we're feeding them. It's nice that they're going to eat. Why is it our business? They usually eat. Malachim says, oh, they're not going to eat. You know, let them find a way how to go eat. We have to be busy feeding them. What's the point? She's going to develop the idea that, the, that all hashpa, all influence comes through the Malachim. Up and down, up and they act as the communicators between the fine, our world and the Ebershtim. Now, another interesting thing is, see, I was saying that when we give the, the, the barley flour onto the Mizbeach, it means we're feeding, we're feeding the lion. In truth, however, there's one step, it's one step before that. In other words, we're feeding, see, us giving the lion, and we're, and we're saying this is, this is like a imagery, this is like a, a of what's going on above there. The Ebeshter, the Shechina, Malchus, Malchus Peh, she is giving life to the Malachim. As we're feeding the lion, the Shechina is feeding the lion. But really there's one more piece to the puzzle. And that is that the barley that we have down here has to stimulate the barley up there. It means when we're offering the lion down here, the barley, it's not only when we're doing something that is showing. See, while we're feeding the lion here, the Abishter is feeding the lion up there. It's that, but there's something else that has to happen. In order for God to have any interest in creation in the first place, what does the Abishter care about this creation? What does, it, what does it mean to him? Nothing. All of existence is not before him. Nothing shall be nothing shall be nothing. Like a tiny, 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 tiny piece of dust on the tip of your finger. There is dust. I'm sure there is dust. Right? You, throughout the day, dust accumulates. You can't even see it. Take a, a, uh, a, 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 a uh, magnifying glass and look at your fingers so you'll see it as a piece of dust. Something. What does it mean to you? Are you busy with it? And are you thinking how many creatures are living on that piece of dust? You're thinking about how tiny little creatures they live on, on these little, little things. You don't see them. The eye can't see them. So there's this one little tiny speck of dust. It's got a few billion malachim in it and then people. <laughs> Why should the Abish to be busy feeding it? What does he care? 
And the answer is, there's only one thing that interests him. And those are the creatures that are the smallest. The tiniest, 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 much smaller than the Malachim. <laughs> the tiny, infinitesimally small creatures, which are the human beings down here, and the Jewish people that are here, down here, below. When we lift something up to God, when we give Him something, when we have a little bittle to the Abishter, for some reason that interests Him. That gets Him excited. So for therefore, what do we have to do? When we take the barley below, and we lift the barley up, and we're giving it as a mincha, as a carbon to the Abishter, that stimulates the Abishter's hamshacha to the malach. In other words, they're only validated, the angels are only validated. So why do, why do you need angels? Let him just be busy with us. The answer is, the angels are needed because we, as we are in our physical world down here below, we need them in, this, in the system. They have to be there for the, they're part of the mediators. They're the channelers. They're the channelers of godly influence from world to world to world. Because that tiny little piece of dust is only tiny little piece of dust compared to the Abishter. But if you take a look at the piece of dust on its own, what is it? It's a ginormous, infinite universe. Not just one universe, but spiritual universes that go on and on and on and on and on and on behind. You're talking about Mitzad the Abishter, it's nothing. Mitzad us, it's there's a gazillion layers, levels and levels and levels. And between us, who are living on the very, very bottom, bottom, bottom of it all, and the Abishter, there is channels of Malachim that need to communicate. So they need to be fed, they need to be sustained in order that they can help us in our Avaidah of making our world a home for Hashem and bringing godliness down and elevating things above, as he's going to explain in the Mimer, why the Malachim are needed. So here's the thing. The reason why we have to give this this Oymer Sa'irim is because only if only our halasman, only our raising of something up, it's called lifting something up to the Abishter. There's a concept in Kabbalah and Hasid that's called Halasman, raising of feminine waters, Hamshachasmad, the drawing down of masculine waters. Masculine waters is God's influence coming to the creation. Hashem is being Mashpia down. Feminine waters is the creation longing for God. The creation thirsting for Hashem and the creation giving something to the Abishter. So there's a give and take. We give something to the Abishter, and in reciprocation, God gives down. So the first thing that has to happen is we have to take our, our barley down here below and we have to send it up to Hashem. That's done when the Koyan lifts it up and he puts it on the Mizbeach. Now who's going to take it up? So we said earlier, there's Malachim. Who is the highest Malach at the very, very tip at the very, very tippy top of creation, that's the lion. So we're going to send the barley up through the system as it's going to go higher, higher up. That's indicated in the lion that's on the Mizbeach, who picks it up. He's going to bring that barley back up to the Shekhinah, back into the infinite light up there. And that's going to cause the Shekhinah to feed barley back down. We send up one barley, and the Ebershter sends down all the barley that he needs to give for the Malachim to keep them they keep them alive. And what's the barley? We said earlier, barley is sa'ira shiur hay, the amount, perfect amount for them to have. So he's now going to discuss this idea that they need to have malachim are the ones who carry things up and malachim are the ones who channel things down. The, the Indian and the idea is, just like it's stated in Zayar, that many angels memunim alatfila. There are many angels that are appointed on prayer. When we daven, <coughs> whenever we're davening to Hashem, 
Our pay prayers go up through the malachim. Shemekablim, the malachim receive the prayer that we pray, and then the malach passes it to a higher malach. The higher malach passes it to a higher malach. And that's how the prayers get lifted higher and higher and higher and higher as the malachim pass it on. When we send them a prayer, they first kiss the prayers. And they hug them, they kiss them, they prepare them. And then it goes higher. And so it goes higher, higher up. It goes all the way up to its source. Then when our prayers are reached, the source, which is Hashem Himself, what happens then? The Ebishter answers our prayers and he sends a hamshacha down of divine influence to, to make something happen in our life. To bring a bracha, someone is sick, to heal the sick. Someone is lacking parnasa. The Ebishter is responding. He's sending parnasa. That's right, because it's all, that's right. There are ways where we bypass the system. But it takes a very long time sometimes to get a response because it's got to go all the way up and it's got to come all the way down. And that's the reason for the rikhuzman, sometimes an answering of prayers. So it goes up and it comes back down. Now, um, who does it come down through? Malachim. Like Yaakov Avinu says, The Malach who saved me is the Malach that saved him? The Ebishter saved him. But the Malach is carrying, carrying the Ashpa. So the Malach, a Malach Rifal, for instance, brings Rafua. It's not the Malach Rifal brings Rafua, it's the Ebishter gives Rafua. But it's coming through the channel of the Malachim. It's coming through the Rafals, Rafua. This one comes through this Malach, through that Malach. So, and the question is, why do we need them? Why can't you just daven and Hashem will hear it? Why need malachim? Because, because here's the idea. It's not pshat that I'm davening and I'm saying words, and my words are physical words down here in this world, and the Abishter from up there hears and he's sending down. See, the prayers themselves, the words themselves, need to go up. The words have to ascend from level to level to level to level. Why do the words have to go up? Because the Abishter is up there. First of all, the Abishter is everywhere. But what does it mean that the words have to go up? What does it, what does it have to go up? Because the idea is it's not some I pray and the Abishter answers. Part of praying is, of davening is, converting physicality to spirituality. Converting, co- converting creation into non-creation, into godliness. Making from yesh ayin. When you are davening and you're saying words, the words that you're saying is energy. Words are energy. Because you need energy to say the words. Words are the carriers of energy. Inside those words, those en- that energy was produced. What was the energy produced from? The energy was produced from yesterday's lunch. You ate lunch yesterday. That lunch, when it went into your body, your body dissected and broke it down into all the little pieces. The body took out all the nutrients. The nutrients was converted into energy. And then you were able to talk. And the energy now becomes worse. The very same food that you ate, the french fries you had yesterday, is becoming ashray today. Never thought about it. That's what happened to it. You took the food from yesterday. And that's what becomes. The chicken that you ate yesterday is today Baruch She'amar. Took on a different form. We don't realize it, but that's what we are. We're converters of energy all the time. We are consumers of energy, but we convert it. When we convert the energy into energy, oh, so now 
we took something from a very physical state, now we turned it into energy of words of davening, but we need that energy to become assimilated into stop higher and higher and higher until that energy becomes back absorbed in Hashem. When creation, when something of the creation becomes godly, that gives the Ebishter big nachas. We're taking something of this world and we're giving it back to him. That's a present we're giving him. When we give a present to him, what does that do? Sending something up that causes the hashpa to come back down. Like the Balshemta says, Yidin, the Ebishter get Yidin, uh, the Ebishter makes from Ruchni is Gashmias. Hashem takes spiritual things and makes them physical. And we Yidin take from Gashmias and they make it back Ruchnias. And that's a cycle. As things go. Where Hashem is giving Hashpa's Gashmias. He responds. See, when we recognize Him, all the Abishta wants is that we should recognize Him as Him being the source of our life and be willing to serve Him. We refine it. No, but He sends it back down as Hashem. He's saying, oh, now He's ruining it again because it becomes back physical again. So what's the point? It's just going back into. Nah, obviously, the new Gashmias that's coming down is not Chumrias. It's an Eidel Agashmas. It's different already. So this is what happens. It's a cycle. So that's why the very words themselves have to, have to rise up and become more spiritual and more spiritual. The problem is, from our words, even though we say them with kavana, let's say we're davening. When you're davening and you stop mumbling words, you're not at all thinking, then the words are very physical. They don't even go anywhere. They can sometimes just sit around here. They're not going. But if you have kavana, so you're adding spirit, you're adding intention into the words, so the words have an ishama to it. It's not just body. It's not just... The, the, the words of davening are called guf, the feelings that you have in davening, the emotion, the feeling, the intention. That's the neshama that goes into it. But even the neshama is still too physical because your neshama is in a body and your feelings are very physical. Your whole perception, your whole reality is physical. Even when we're thinking about God, we're thinking of Him in such physical terms. So the words are still very, very thick and coarse. They can't dissolve into godliness. So our words go up, and the angels who live in one tier above us, Malachim will live in one dimension above us, outside of our frequency. You know, we're living in this frequency, waves where we are. Just a couple of notches above is a whole different world of angels, of beings that are in a more, far more sublime spiritual state. They're not coarse, they're not so self-centered. They're more, far more bottled Hashem, they feel Hashem. They take these words and they absorb it. And they say, ah, I know what you really mean. You, you, you're just saying it, but you sound so coarse, come on. That's what you're thinking about. You really mean, you know, you want life, you know, you don't want, you know. You want, so they bring, they, they, they elevate it, they elevate that prayer into a more idol estate. But that too is too coarse because that's still very, very far from, from, from being totally one and bottled to the Abishter and, and totally unified with the reality of the Abishter. So the malach, these malachim have to like process it and now it's ready and it goes up to a higher frequency of higher malachim who are living in even a more spiritual consciousness and a far more, with far less ego, with far less self. And they hear the prayer and they say, come on, that's, that's such fagrep the davening. And what do they do with it? They adle it out a little. They smooth it out a little bit. They add their intention, so to speak, into these very words and purify. And, and basically, you know what it is like? It's like you're writing something. You're not such a good writer. It's kind of sloppy. You give it to your editor, and the editor takes the same thing, and he rearranges the words and puts it in, and suddenly, you know, the words, it's clean. It's, it's, it's lack. It doesn't have all the... It's processed. 
But then you can send it through a bunch of editors until it's the final product. And that's what's happening. They're all editing. That's what they're doing. They're editing our prayers. And it gets edited, edited, and edited, and edited, and edited. More refined, more pure, 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 pure. Until the purest, purest tefillah gets, is able to become totally nullified in godliness. When it becomes absorbed in the Abishter, that triggers godly influence. But now we have the opposite work. Now the energy from the Abishter that's so godly, pure, and so undefined has to now become coarsened. Because if it's going to answer our, uh, us and our problems, if the Abishter is just going to respond when someone is sick and has an illness, and the Abishter is going to respond by giving some kind of a deep spiritual mystical blessing to someone in the higher realms, it's not going to help the physical person down here in their physical ailment be healed. So the bracha has to now become thickened. So the, here's the opposite procedure. Just like there is a procedure of upward malachim, as they're taking the prayer and kissing it and sending it up, meaning refining it, going upstream or up the ladder, up the chain, there's the hashba now has to go back down and get thickened and thickened and thickened until the bracha comes back, comes down as a, as a material blessing in this physical world. And that's where the malachim are serving as the, as the elevators up and the elevators down, like it says by the Malachim, he named Malachay Elohim, the Malachim, Oilim Viyardim Boy, are going up and down the, the ladder. They're the ones who are carrying the Shefa between us and the Ein Sof constantly. So this is what he's saying over here. It's not possible to a sound, to a physical sound. The Dibur Gashmi and physical words Adam of a person, they're not able to ascend upwards, and for these words to become integrated in their source, in the infinite light, which is Hashem, the only way these letters, these words can go up is only through the Malachim. And he gives an example to that, 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 that in order for something for spiritual, for, for the something that's physical, to connect to something spiritual, you need to have, it needs to happen step by step. These are two separate, you can't just match them together. They're too far from each other. Kamoy, and he gives example, just like we have a soul and we have a body. What gives life to the body? The neshama. If I'm able to go like this, move my hand like this, the body can't do that. It's the nefesh, it's the koyach nefesh the koyach nafshi, it's in my hand that can move my hand this way and that way. The nefesh leaves the body. The, body's, the body is motionless. The body is lifeless. It can't do anything. So every movement comes from the nefesh. So we know that the nefesh is in the body. But the nefesh can't settle into the body just like that. The body is too coarse. A nefesh and a body don't work together. So there's a medium. What's the medium? So I'm not even talking about the neshama. Nefesh kiss, first of all, is super, super edel, super, super pure. The nefesh of the kiss has to be enclosed in the nefesh of Bahamas. That's number one. That's also a nefesh. It's just a coarser nefesh, but it's also a spirit. It's not a physical. The nefesh of the kiss goes into a nefesh of Bahamas. The nefesh of Bahamas too is edel. It's too, too ruchniistic. So the nefesh of Bahamas goes into the blood. The blood carries the nefesh into the very chunky body, into the very physical body. But he says the blood itself is also still physical. So the blood itself is also, the nefesh can't really connect to the blood as well. The blood is hot. The heat causes like a vapor, a steam to go up, but we don't see it. 
and that steam is where the nefesh can 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 That the nefesh can sort of like catch on to that because that's a very very edel. It's very very edel gashmi. It's gashmi is in its most subtle state. It serves as the as the connector, the point of contact. Then the nefesh, as a result of that steam, that heat, goes into the goes into the blood, and then through the blood, it can manifest mamish and cause a reaction in the physical body, cause the physical body to be alive from the nefesh. So you see, what? That's the, in order the nefesh to go down in to come into the body. Yeah, from the body to the nefesh, I would imagine as well. It's all, but this is the this is the meaning. This is the way of connection works. So just like it is in our nefesh and our body that it doesn't do, there needs to be something in the middle that serves as the connecting these two things. So too, we are very physical. The Abishter is totally outside of all physicality. So in the system that needs to be, there is a whole, but over here it's not just three, two, two, three stages. It's like it's like millions and millions of levels of until the two can can bond together. Kamoi, as he says. Um, just like the nefesh cannot be enclosed in the body, there needs to be mediums, which is the blood, because in the blood is the nefesh. The blood also is too physical. Through the heat of the blood, Male idim. Idim is the same word as it says in Bereshis, and a vapor goes up from the earth, and that causes the rain to come down. So this is idim. This is some kind of a vapor, some kind of a that we don't see that goes up. Idim ruchniim. It's giving spiritual vapors. The powers and the expansion of the soul is able to somehow take on. Or connect to these idim ruchniyim, and that's how you have body and soul held together. And he brings Kamashakasa the Sefer Hakuzari. This is the way it's described in the Sefer Hakuzri, Maimer Sheni Simen Chavav. This idea that nefesh and guf can only come together through a mumutza, through mediums. Kachal Derech Mashal. The same is also by way of analogy. The oirin soif can't come down and enter into the words of our prayer. Because what happens is we send our prayer up, and the prayer goes, and the, it matches, it meets the, it meets the Ebershter, it meets the Ein Sof. Now we're very defined, and the Orin Sof is undefined, and uh, without any definitions. And we're so chunky and coarse. So the two to go together, for the Orin Sof, even our words. So it has to be processed, as he explains. Ki al yedei b'chines, Shluchim, they are emissaries. What does it mean they are emissaries? The Hainu Shehem Kalim. They are vessels. They are vessels to the Oirin Saif. Hanim Shechbehem. That is drawn into them. Give you a little marshal. Just a little marshal to understand this, this idea. Imagine one of the people sitting in this room over here is a prophet. Imagine, he's a prophet. No one knows he's a prophet, but he's a prophet. And we're all learning here together tonight, and we're learning, and there's suddenly, suddenly an idea that is very like, pshht. and the prophet, who was a Yid, begins to meditate deeply into this concept. 
meditates, 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 meditates. And in the depth of his meditation, suddenly he catches a signal, a line. Sometimes you're listening, your phone lines aren't working, suddenly you catch a signal. Or like you're outside with your phone and it doesn't work, there's no, there's no, uh, what is it? There's no reception. And, there's, and, and suddenly he catches the reception. What does that mean? He's catching reception. He catches a divine signal and he starts communicating with the Abishtim. He's sitting here amongst all of us and his eyes are closed and probably if we look, we'll say, hey, something's going on with this guy. Maybe he needs a, uh, uh, I don't know, an aspirin or something, but something is happening because you see the guy convulsing and getting all red and there's something happening that's going on, right? Now, as it's happening in his nefesh, we're all sitting around. Now, we're in the same room. We're in the same room. So the connection is happening there. Why can't it happen over here? Moshe Rabbeinu used to stand amongst the Jewish people when suddenly we saw him getting red and all older. He's, he's getting a signal. He's getting communication. What's pshat? We're coarse, coarse people. We could be in the same room, but we're coarse. So we're not catching the signal. Because he's edel, and edel, 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 edel of a tzaddik who refines himself, refines, refines, refines himself, and he can pick up these subtleties that we're not able to pick up in, in as coarse people. So that's what he's saying. Malachim are these subtle, very subtle beings. And in them, they're kalim for, for godliness to, to, to connect to. We're not. We're very, very coarse and very defined and very limited and very in. So therefore, they're, they're the ones where elokus can take hold in them. And they're called shluchim. Their job is to, because what, what will the prophet do after he gets it, after he gets the signal? What is the prophet going to do? If the Abishta didn't tell him to keep his mouth shut <laughs> explicitly, what is the what is he gonna say? He's gonna say, yeah, I have something to say. That I was. Then he can share it. He's gonna put it into human words, into terms that we can understand, and give it over. What he communicated above. Which no one else made the communication, but he did because he was a Kaylee. And then he can thicken it and give it over that we can hear Koyamar Hashem. So said the Abishta. And that's what the Malachim are doing. They're catching these signals, these, this energy, and they're drawing it down. They are the emissaries. Think about, think about just the concept of shluchim. And we always refer to the word shluchim. Shluchim are the Rebbe's emissaries that go around the world. Well, same idea. Because when the Rebbe is giving Hasidis, an ordinary f- f- guy who, who's, who's, who just is regular person who didn't go to yeshiva, didn't go to a cheder, didn't study Torah, and this and this, and the Rebbe is giving over deep maimarim, stuff that are written in this book, <laughs> like what in the world is talking about? The, but, the, but the message needs to get across to everyone. So the shliach is someone who can connect, connect to the tzaddik, get the inspiration, get the concepts, get the idea. And he can talk in the way that the Rebbe maybe couldn't talk because he's, he, he could, Rebbe could talk in every way, but he can relate these lofty ideas to a more, um, a more coarse audience that, 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 that wouldn't understand the language of, of Hasidus. Or to put it into talk, you know, about baseball and sports and about, and in that give a message of Hasidus. That's the ability of, that's the idea of, of, of being a shliach, 
of taking this, catching it up here, and coarsening it and giving it down here in a more in a way that Tahainu, that's their shluchim. Shem kelim oirin soif baruchu animshach behem. That's drawn in them. Oirin soif animshach behem, and it's not there, not doing anything. Just like the shliach is not supposed to say anything of his own. He's giving over what is being said. He's just passing it on in a manner that it can be heard by the recipient. The oirin soif that's drawn in them is what is affecting and is doing with them, with the malachim kiritzayinar, as he wants. They're just giving a body to the spiritual energy. That's why always from the six days of creation, they stand in one's place, according to their measure and their limitation. They're part of this system, the wiring of creation. So they stand in their place, their position to be right over there, to catch the signals and channel it down to the next. They don't move from there. That's their position. And then it goes from malach to malach as it's descending downward. Um, that's why the malach says, I will return to you, even though the malach is not coming back the next year. He said to Avram, I will return to you. When he says I, it's not him saying I. It's Hashem that's in him, the godly, that's saying I will return to you, speaking through the mouth of the malach. And with an Hashem's shlichus, he said so. It's like Hashem would, like Hashem is saying, because Hashem is the one who's going to be returning the, the year later, not the Malach. There might be a complete different angel coming next, next year. But the Abishter is saying, I'm coming because the Malach is just a mouthpiece, just a physical something, or not physical, but closer, that can communicate. It's just channeling the Abishter's words. Bahagar, and so said, and it also says by Hagar, Vatikra Shem Hashem, Hadoiver Allah, Vatikra Shem Hashem, Hadoiver Allah, she called the name of God who spoke to her. The name of Hashem who spoke to her, she spoke to a Malach. By Hagar, it says she, it's not a, the answer is the Malach is called the name of Hashem because the Malach, when, he's, when he is doing his shlichas, Malachim are not always, always doing their shlichas, because sometimes Malachim are there just to sing and to get excited, whatever. But when a Malach is, is called on a shlichas, when something is being channeled through him, the Malach has complete self-effacement. He's not there. It's just, it's through him that the voice of Hashem is being heard. Fahainu, why do we need the Malach then? The Malach is giving, the Malach is making it thick that, that a physical human being can hear it. That's the Malach that spoke to her. The Malachim are just the Hamshach of the Oirin Soif. Shanimshach is drawn through them, become a Madregis Malachim. Through many, many um, levels of Malachim. You think, you see, I don't know, I don't remember if it says this somewhere, but Malachim have the letters Kalim inside of them. You see? Chaf Lamid Yud Mem. Kalim. Mem Aleph. What the Mem Aleph is, in addition to the Kalim, I'm not sure. But they are Kalim. That's what they are. They're, they're wires, they're cables, through which the Kalim, the Kalim, Shainim, a different Kalim. Fezahu, and this is what it means. Ha'oisa mitzvah achas. It says when you do a mitzvah, koin aloi praklit echot. You've acquired for yourself an advocate. 
the Mishnah that says, when you do, every time you do a mitzvah, you acquired a advocate. Who is the advocate? It's an advocate, it's an advocating angel. A malach who will advocate on your behalf. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, he's there as a, as a lawyer for you, to help you out. What's the shaykhis? I'm doing a mitzvah. And why am I creating a malach? What's the connection of malachim? How malachim? I'm doing the mitzvah for Hashem. Why am I, who's busy? We're, 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 in the business of, we're in the business of making angels? Well, what's, what's this idea we created? We're creating a malach through doing the mitzvah. What's the connection? So the idea is like this. When we do a mitzvah, we stimulate godliness. When we do a mitzvah, we cause the abishter to get excited. And the abishter above, when he's excited, gives. So he's bimashpia, his oil down to the world as a result of the mitzvah that we've done. Now, in order for that light to come down, it needs a malach. So a malach is created to serve, as we, there's a, a certain a, a setup right then and there in which malachim are created to help channel this light down. To the, so the malach is really not really what we're intention, intending to create. What we want to create is we want to draw, we're doing something for Hashem, and we want to draw Hashem down into the world. But the malach is the bridge through which this godly light is going to come down. So we set up a bridge. These are the malachim that are created. As he says, through this mitzvah that you're doing, through the from below, when we do an is below, we cause above an excitement from above. For example, if someone sits and studies Torah, as we're doing tonight, we're studying, we're learning down here, as we're learning, Hashem is also learning. Hashem is learning Lakuti Torah right now as we learn. He's learning Kenegde opposite us, which means the Abishter is learning and stimulating and, and, and channeling godly light. That's what we mean. When Hashem is learning, he's being Mamshech Oyrein Saif down into the world. But in which, in which, why we, we have so many different mitzvahs? Every mitzvah causes the Oyrein Saif to be drawn into a different aspect of creation, into a different sphere, into a different attribute. When I give tzedakah, for instance, which is an act of kindness, I'm causing the Oyrein Saif to come down into sphere sachesed, into the attribute of chesed, and for kindness to be channeled in the world. When I'm doing a mitzvah that's related to the left side, for instance, when Beisdin comes down and judges a case, when something is brought before a, a, a Beisdin, it's a mitzvah for the Beisdin to listen and to sort out the, the and to, and to, uh, and to uh, what is the, what is the word? What? Yeah, adjudicate between the litigants. So uh, when Beisdin does that, they're causing the hamshach of the Ebershter to go into the left side. And we need that as well in the world because there needs to be discipline for that which, for those that are, and that's hamshach in the world to bring about that the bad guys should not have power and should be whatever, weakened. When a person is learning Torah, he's drawing the Ebershter's light down into Chachma and that's increasing wisdom in the world and the like. So each aspect is... In that level where the mitzvah is. When you're learning Torah, you're drawing the Oyrin Saif down into Chachma. And from Chachma down into the world. If it's Tzedakah, for instance, then you're drawing Hashem's down light into the right side, right? into Chesed. And this Hamshacha needs Malachim in order for it to come down and manifest in the physical. 
who bebchinas malach bechesed bemachna michoel. If it's a chesed digamitz, if it's a kind energy, it will flow into the malach michoel because michoel is on the right side. He's the malach. He's the he's the mal, mal, he's a malach of kindness. Chulo. When we're doing a mitzvah that's related to gevurah, then we'll take it into gevriel and so on. Now, as a result of our mitzvahs, when the Oyrein Soif is now flowing into the creation, filling the angels up with godly light so that they can pass it down lower, and when we pray, it's the same thing. When we send prayer up, we send the prayers up through the malachim, and when it reaches the highest malachim, the Eberster comes down, the Oyrein Soif, to meet those prayers and to receive it from them. So the kabbalat filas to receive the prayers olaloisam and to elevate them harei hem nichlolis. So then the malachim are absorbed ba'oisek koyach va'oyer in that koyach and in that oyer in soif in that light of the in soif the malachim are completely subsumed in the oyer. Va'yadeze yesh koyach la'atfila and this enables see the tefila got absorbed in the malachim. And the malachim now are absorbed in the ur, so now the tefillah is rising into the ur in tzayif. Lalois l'mayla yoyser to go up higher than the malachim. V'sham gavoya mal gavoya, and it goes higher and higher and higher, all the way, all the way, all the way up to infinite heights. Um, there's sort of there are angels that disappear. There are angels that are like constantly being absorbed in in godliness. That's why it says there are malachim that say shira one time and then they're gone because they expire in it. And if this is so in davening, so, but let's go back. Now, what's, why does the Abishta like the prayer? He likes the prayer because it began as french fries. As we said, the prayer began from the food you ate yesterday, from real physical material. Now they became, they become, we, we, we convert them into prayer, into holy, we direct them into holiness. Then it's just refining the holiness higher and higher and higher as it goes up. So if our prayers, which are physical words, are going up through the system, prayer tefillah is only secondary. Initially, davening comes to substitute karbonis. The ultimate is to take mamesha behema, as it is, and put that... You're, you're, you're elevating coarse physicality, mamasha cow, not words of a person, but the cow itself, and send that up. So if so it is in davening, which is only similar to karbonois, also the karbonois himself, it also works that way. That's why there is a lion that is, that is coming on the Mizbeach, where the lion is representing Malach Michael. And the carbonis are from animal. Oh, but here he's going to add. This is the here he's going to add one more idea. Aside for lifting physicality up into the spiritual, the reason why the Abishter chose that most of what we're converting should be from the animal is because the whole. Um, fixing that needs to be made by taking the physical world and connecting it back to the Ruchnius, to where it comes from, is primarily in the left side. See, we learned many times the concept that there was a Shvira Sakelem, shattering of vessels, the sparks of holiness that became disconnected, and our avoid is to elevate those sparks. Where was the main elevation of sparks? In the Beis Amigdash. 
because we're taking mamish the, the animals and we're converting, we're elevated. Then you see mamish elevation happening. The thing that was two days ago, it was out grazing in the field. Now it's an atzilus. Mamish, the cow is an atzilus. It got burnt in a godly fire. That's where it is. So your mamish saw the process in front of your eyes of physicality. Mainly from animals. Why from animals? Because the shvira sakelem is primarily from the left side. Because in the left side is where is where um, the the uh, the uh, most of the darkness and klipa and everything is on the left. So therefore, there needs to be a big tikkun on the left side. So when you took karbanos and you brought them to the mizbeach and you offered them on the mizbeach and on the mizbeach there was the lion. The lion is on the right side. So over here, we'll see in a minute, we'll explain this a little better in a few minutes just to get a little idea. We're causing an elevation of the stuff that are from the left to be absorbed in the right. So they're from Bukar. And the Bukar comes from Pnei Shor, from the face of the ox. Because if this, the four beasts are the Shorish, the lion is the Shorish for all physical, for all beasts in the world. The, the, um, the, the 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 face of the ox is a source for all for all and domestic animals, and the face of the um, eagle is the source of all birds, and then the face of the human is the source of the humans. Pnei from the left. We need to connect The left has to be included into the right. From the left, from the left. now. From the that they have to be absorbed in the right side, which is, which by the way, tells us how distorted our vision is. Because the fact that beasts, that the, some people think that what kind of cruel God is this? God created a world that animals eat animals. And it almost seems like, like what's with him? Couldn't he have been a little? Couldn't he have thought of something? I mean, he could have created whatever he wanted. Why did he make such a food chain? And you always feel bad for the zebra when the, when, you know, when, the, when the six lions are on a chase. Your heart goes out. You say, what kind of cruel business is this? But if you realize that the dynamics of it is that the right side should get dominance over the left side, that chesed should get dominance over gavura, no one ever thought of it. I never thought of it until you get to the mimerant over here. Is that the, when, the, when, the, when, when the animal that comes from the right side dominates over the left side, it causes a certain sweetening of the judgments of all realms of existence that right overpowers the left that the impetus to give overpowers the the accusations coming from the left that they don't deserve you shouldn't give because the whole system of the world is created with a balance of chesed and gavura chesed says give share the abishter should give and the left side says he doesn't deserve and is all full of sometimes the left gets very strong and we need the right side to be more dominant over the left. When the lion eats the cow or eats the zebra, that's what's happening. Because the lion's shorish is in the pnei arye shabiyamin. Aye, why is a lion so gvuridig if he's chesed? And the answer is, it's gvurish chesed. Because arye is actually gematria gavura. If you look at the word arye, it's the same gematria as gavura. So how does gavura become? But it's gavura, it's the intensification of kindness. It's not... Uh, and so the lion eating the, and the Abishta created him as a ferocious big creature, so he can eat the other ones, right? Or else the ox, uh, but the ox is from the left side. Uh, the more 
No, because the coarser the food that we eat mean, would, would probably mean that we're not going to end up elevating it. We're just going to get far coarsened in the food. So, yeah, so therefore, we have, that's where the Abish lets us get into things, but only if certain things that he feels comfortable that we can go in there and elevate. Once you're getting into something super coarse, instead of you elevating it, it's going to grab you and, and become part of it. You're not going to go in anywhere. Most of the time, or sadly, a lot of times, when human and animal come together, the animal eats the person. And that happens with food that we eat because we feel good that we ate. You know, we're okay, we, we, you know, what did you have for dinner? I had chicken for dinner. You didn't have no chicken for dinner. Chicken had you for dinner. That's what happened. Because when the person gets lost in the chicken's mind, because what's a chicken? A chicken has a mind of doing what? Self-pleasure. That's what the chicken lives on. The chicken doesn't know what we have got. A human being, you're a mensch. You know there's an abish there. But for a few moments, you lost yourself completely. And you also became, you became, you entered the world of a chicken. What would the chicken be doing now if the chicken would be a little stronger and a little bit? He would eat you. Now you're eating the chicken. And if there's no higher intention in it, there's no bracha, tension, that means the chicken did eat you. He won. Because he consumed you for a few minutes, you became a chicken instead of you being a human. Do we need to have the chicken? What? It's best if we do. If we make a bracha, and we at least had kavana when we made the bracha, and we approach it a little bit with mindfulness, we're already doing good. The better, the more into it we are, the, yeah, the more it is. Right? Um, that's why also um, we, we serve the animals to the... To the, to the so let's see, let's see the bigger picture of this. We said... We said earlier that um, the idea of offering, offering carbonos and offering the barley, it's all because we're sending something up and that's causing the Ebishter to be mashpia down. That's why we dafka take animals to send up. Because here's the thing, when the Ebishter wants to be mashpia down, if the side of the behemoth, if the side of the smoil, if the Pnei Shereshima smoil, if Malach Gavriel is very strong and the forces of, of, of judgment are very strong, what are they going to do? They're going to intensify the tzimtzumim, the contractions. And it's going to act opposite of what the carbon is supposed to accomplish. Carbon is supposed to accomplish, we're sending something up and bringing ashba down. But if, the, if, basically, if this left side is not going to be subdued before we do that, or as we're doing that, then the left side is going to stop the... In other words, what does that mean? We said before that in order for the Ebershter to be mashpia into the world, let's get a little deeper into it. In order for the Ebershter to be mashpia in the world, it can only be through barley. What's the barley? Shior hay. It sets an amount. The problem is there is shior, shior is limitation, and there is hay. There's the breath coming through. What happens if you make too, too, too narrow the passage? There's too much, there's too much limitation and not enough flow. What happens? That's what happens in a human being when they get hoarse. When a person is trying to speak and suddenly they have no voice because they have too much contraction, there's too much dinim, there's too much judgment there. And therefore the voice is that to be able to speak, you have to have a good balance between chesed and gevura. And the chesed always has to be stronger than the gevura because if the gevura becomes too dominant, you become hoarse, your mouth becomes dry because dryness comes from heat, comes from fire. Uh, um, moisture comes from water, which is chesed. And you always need 
the, the, the chesed to be overpowering over the gevura. When you have too much fire in you, which too much gevura, then your mouth becomes very dry, you become hoarse, and nothing is coming out. So in order for the Abish the to feed the world, she or hey, but you want to make sure it should be a nice portion. It shouldn't be very metzumtzum. That's why part of the system is you take the left side and you integrate it into the right side, which means you're sweetening the judgments. In the, so when you're sending it up, then the flow has a broad passageway. There, are no more, there aren't so many obstacles and blockages standing in the way. That's the other reason why we take the barley, which is also, just like we're taking animals from the left, the barley is also dinim, she or hey. The barley is, the, is, is that power of din that creates malchus is full of dinim, full of judgment, gevura. It's taking the gevuris on the higher level and also sweetening in the judgments to open up that the Eivishter Hashpah should come with broadness. The bracha should come with abundance, not so mitzumtzum. Not, not everything should be so, so measured and so, so, you know, an eye for an eye. You don't want that. You want there should be a flow. So by taking the barley, which you're taking animals, you're shechting it. But besides, you're taking barley, which is the food of the animal, and elevating it up into the lion, into the side of the right side, causing the right to dominate over the left, causing this greater empowerment of chesed over gevura. Then the hashpah is going to, you need the, the hashpah is also going to come in a form of barley. Because the hashpah is going to come just from chesed, what's it going to do to the world? It's going to destroy the world because it's just going to flood with a godly flood, there has to be shear. But again, in that shear, you want to dominate the chesed over the gevura, not to make too constricted, too, too narrow. Good. Now we're coming to the conclusion of the Mimer. In Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan, the fire above, the fire on the Mizbeach was not in the image of a lion. The image of the lion was invented by the first base of English. When Moshe Rabbeinu had a fire on the Mizbeach, which it says the first day when Moshe built the Mishkan, which was on the first day of a Nisan, Aleph Nisan, Shchodesh Nisan, and the Abishter came down, on the eighth day, it says, Hashem. A fire came down from God. And it doesn't say that the fire was in the image of a lion. In the Beis Hamikdash, it was on the fire of a, on a lion. Why? And the idea is, he's saying something magnificent. Because when the when 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 the Eibushter told Moshe after the Chet Eagle, Hine Anoichi Shaleach Malach, I am sending a Malach. Moshe let the Eibushter finish talking, and when the Eibushter finished talking, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, "No way, Jose. There's no Malach. There is no Malach going to be over here. I'm sorry." We're not, if you're not, Moshe says to Hashem clearly, if you're not coming directly, we're not, I'm not going with a malach. That's what he said. So the Abishta had no choice, and he listened to Moshe, and during the time of Moshe, there was no malachim between Yidin and Hashem. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was able to connect directly, and he didn't need this whole system of malachim. When Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, Aan and Yeshua started, brings the Yidin to Israel, the malach appeared. And the Malach said, Atabasi, now I came. Finally, I'm here. Like he was on the back, in the back seat on the bus the whole time. And he's supposed to be the driver. So now the Malach comes and he's, At he tells Yeshua, Atabasi, now I'm here. And Yeshua knew that he doesn't have the Kayach to be on that level of Moshe where there is no Malach. So Yeshua was okay and he worked with the Malach. But Moshe not. 
So that's why there was no lion, because the lion are the malachim that are serving to help Karbanis go up. With Moshe, it was directly instant, instant connection. So as soon as you put it on the Mizbeach, it's in Atzilis. It's right up there without the malachim inter- intervening and being part of this system of elevating. The fire from above was not an, an image of a lion. Because Moshe didn't want the malach. Directly from Hashem. Now we're going to come to the explanation of the Pasuk of what does it mean when it says in one of the prophecies of Mashiach, that the lion is going to be like the like the like cattle that is going to eat, that is going to eat the chaff, is going to eat straw. The lion is going to stop being the big macher over here, carrying our things. Why? Because Mashiach is on the level of Moshe. And not only is on the Mashiach on the level of Moshe, Mashiach is much higher than Moshe Rabbeinu. So when we're going to have Mashiach here, we're definitely not going to need the Malach serving as the mediator between Yidin and the Ebishter. It's going to be direct. Moshe Rabbeinu is Pnimius Abba. Moshe Rabbeinu's level is Pnimius of Chachma. Moshe says about himself, Anachnu Ma. Ma is Chachma. Koach Ma. Mashiach is pnimius of Atik Yoimen. Atik Yoimen is way, way, way above, above, above Chachma. It's the innermost of Kesher. So once you have Mashiach, as he says, He's going to be exalted and elevated very high. He's going to be even higher than Moshiach. Now since our leader, Mashiach, is going to be so high, He's going to elevate all the Jewish souls so high, such, to such a high level. Very, very high. Much higher than the angels. Like it says, Bilam says it. A time will come like this, similar to now, but even much higher than now. When 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 the angels are going to say to Jacob, they're going to say to the Yidden, what is God doing? Now, when Sadiqim want to know what's happening above, Sadiqim have to dial into the Malachim and hear from them what's going on. Because they're in the inside and we're on the outside. Because the physical world is at the very, very external place. But once Mashiach comes and he's going to sweep up all the Jewish souls to high, 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 incredible spiritual levels and spiritual sensitivity so high, so Yidna are going to be in the inside, Malachim are going to be considered on the outside, and they're going to ask us what's going on. We're going to pass information out to them because they're going to be more chitzainis where Yidna are. So again, now two our neshamas are higher, but that's the neshama way before it comes to the body. The chiddush is that neshamas, while they're in the bodies, are going to be, because our bodies have become, have become edel. As a result of thousands of years in Torah and Mitzvahs, we've made our bodies kalim telukos. So the neshama... The Shairish Anisham is going to be able to be Nizgale in the body. And therefore, within our physical place, we're going to be connected higher. The Malachim are going to be outside the Mechitzah Sanishamas. Outside of the Mechitzah, outside of the, of the, of the uh, 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 separation of the Nishamas. They're going to say to them, What does the Abish to say? The Gam Amru, it says even more. How much higher are the Nishamas? And when we say neshamas, we mean neshamas with gufim. How much higher are they going to be than the malachim? The malachim are going to say to the tzaddikim, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. That the tzaddikim are Kaddish. 
Now they say to God, Kaddish. What does Kaddish mean? Holy, 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 you're beyond our grasp. You're infinite. Malachim are going to say to Tzadikim, and who are Tzadikim? All Yidin. Va'amech kulam Tzadikim. They're going to sing Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish to the Jewish people because of our elevated union and our state of of emergence with, with and the Malachim are going to feel tiny and small next to next to Alkin Sadikim Malachim Kadosh that the Malachim are going to say before them Kadosh Alkin and therefore Loi the elevation of the Karbanos both the elevation of the Karbanos and the sending of the barley up and also the barley coming down which is, we said, the sustenance of creation is through the Malachim, and that brings also the physical blessings to the world. All the physical hashpas coming through the barley, the she or hay, it's not going to come, it's not going to come anymore through the lion. We're going to do it on our own. We're not going to need the Malachim anymore being the, the mediators here. Like it says, we're the beginning of his tvua, of his grain. The tvua, the grains, and the barley yiyanichlal b'Yisrael atzma. Now we need to give it to. The, we have to absorb it in the malachim, and the malachim take the barley, refine it, refine it higher and higher and higher till they send it all the way up, and then it comes channeling back down. But now the tzaddikim are going to be able to absorb it in themselves, and then through us directly into godliness, into our. But what's with the lion? Arye yeshava kabakar. The lion, the Arya is going to be equal to, to cattle. He's not going to be, he's going to be, he's no more going to have suprem, su, superiority over the bakar, over the cattle. They're both going to be equalized and they're both going to be eating teven. What does teven mean? The barley that's going to come down is going to be too high for them to consume. Because the the, the hashpa is going to be so much deeper, so much more powerful. The communication between the Abishter and the world is going to be so much stronger. The flow is going to be so much far more intense that Malachim couldn't handle it. So the, even though it's barley as well, because it's still a sheer, it's still coming with limitation, but the limitation is a far greater limit. We, basically, we, we're expanding our, 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 our we're, we're pushing the limits wider and wider, be able to take more, that the Malachim, suddenly this is too powerful for them. So they're not going to take the barley. What are they going to take? The chaff of the barley. The le- the, that's what, now that's not less than what they have now. Even the chaff is higher than the barley of now. So they too are going to grow. But, but it's still considered that they're going to be eating teven. They're going to be eating a, 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 a thing in comparison to what's being channeled into Nishmas Yisrael. Into the souls of, and that's why Ushneim Yechlu Teven Shubchenes Hashpa. That's the Hashpa Shenimshach VeNishpa Min Hasa'irim. It's coming from the barley of Aloy Hasa'irim Atzmam, but not the barley itself, because the barley itself is too much for them. But who is going to be the ones taking the barley directly? Is going to be Yidden and Hashamis receiving it directly from Hashem. And yes. Yeah, that's what it is. It moves together on both directions. A much higher elevation, which is a zichu chagashmi, the physical and the physical world and our capacity for godliness is going to grow unmeasurably. And from above as well, a much bigger hashpa. And then the malachim are just going to be, you know, out of job. Out of job. There's going to be a lot of unemployment for the angels. 
and uh, they're just going to be, you know, we have to figure out something for them, some kind of, uh, some kind of a something. He doesn't talk about that, so I don't know. It, it, say, it seems like there's a certain equalization happening, but uh, it, yeah. On the one hand, Shabbos is Shabbos. Our Shabbos is me'en olam haba. It's like a little bit of olam haba. So maybe there's a reflection of it. It does say that. Um, it says, one second, Shalom aleichem alachem shares. And then Baruchuni l'shalom. We're asking malachem for bracha. No, but there's something I, I I remember reading, in which I once spoke about Friday night here, about. First, we're receiving the blessing from the malachim, but then we're the ones benching them. No, we're, we're, we tell them to go in peace, no, but there's somewhere in the Shalom Aleichem itself where there is something that's already speaking, of, and I can't remember where it is because it's by Acham Lashalom, Baruchuni Lashalom. I have to remember. Yes. Yeah. What was your question? So here's the thing. When we say there's no intermediaries, means that we don't need anybody to petition on our behalf. It's like uh, we daven only to one Hashem. See? When we mean there's no mediators, means you don't daven to a malach, and the malach, please, please. There's one time in, in, in davening, in slichas, that we say to the malachim, yeah, I saw that, but, I'm, but still not, we're, we're asking, bless, yeah, Oh, maybe okay, but no. But it seems to be the opposite. One second. So, but 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 um, there's one place of davening, and where we turn to the malachim in slichas, and we say, "Malache elyon mesharisei kale, chalunup chalun mesharisei elyon." We say, "Chalunup chaluna, please plead pnei kale," and we daven, "Machnisei rachamim, machnisei rachamenu lefnei bala rachamim." So the Mepharshim the, 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 asked the question, how can we turn to Malach? We're not supposed to, we're now out of daven to Malach. Here we're not talking about us davening to Malachim to petition on our part. We're davening to the Abishter. We're davening to God and our prayers go directly to the Abishter. It's only the, the physicality of it, the coarseness of it needs to fall away for it to, to, for it to, be, to be refined. So it's not like they're petitioning for us. That's what we mean, there's no mediators. It's like when, for example, it's simple. It's like if, if I'm speaking through the microphone and the sound is coming to you through the speakers and the microphone, it's still you're hearing me what I'm saying. It's just being, it's going through a Kaylee and through some kind of a system that's, and then you're hearing it. If the room was bigger and we would have 2,000 people over here, you would only hear it through the speakers, through the microphone. But you're gonna say you heard, I went to the shear and I heard the speakers who gave over what was in the microphone, which, the rabbi said to the microphone, to the speakers, and then it's, it's, it's exactly that. It's just, it's just funneled through it. It's just, it has a certain adjustment as it's moving through. But that's why he emphasized so much when the shlichus is coming down, it's not, it's not a tribute to the malach. It's a tribute to Hashem. The malach is just totally upon 
in the hands of the Abishter, because the Malach is just acting with total, it's total in a state of self-effacement. It's not it. Same as when Malachim are going up, they're just our agents without any of their own. What I meant to say is they fix it up, meaning they're just refining it. Yes. By the way, just one more thing. Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Radichever, someone once came and read the Meshidduch for his, for his daughter. The Shidduch didn't come out, or maybe it wasn't even, it wasn't even something to begin with at all. And Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Radichever went and thanked the person, I think he even paid him something. So he said, what? He said, because you did me a big favor, you brought it closer. And he explained why. He said, because there are malachim above, it's a very, very funny thing. He said there are malachim above that are the deaf malachim. They don't hear well. And when the Abish do, they make an announcement when a person is born, they make an announcement and they say, bas ploini leploini, this one is going to marry this one. They hear something, but they don't hear so well. So they mix up who, who it is. And that's why people have to meet so many shidduch prospects. It depends on how many deaf malachim there were there who are mixed or confused. And they're sending down the shidduch, but they go, they think, is it this one? Was it that one? So why are they deaf malachim? So he explains, because when we create malachim, and our malachim are not, we're not fully focused in our mitzvah, that we're doing whatever we're doing, so the malachim come out injured. They're not fully produced. So there's some deaf malachim. So he says, you know, by, by you reading the shidduch, we're going to get through the deaf ones. And finally, we're going to get to someone that can hear and get me the right one and, and make it happen. That's, uh, so you see, they're, they're, they're in between. And uh, sometimes they could mix, mess things up, but uh, we hope that generally they're they're okay. Yeah. Everything you want to know in one class. There's not enough that we learned about the lion and the barley. There's this this so this, this is the, that's what we got next week Thursday. Next week we have another class, and then the week afterwards. Not yet. Two weeks from now. What? Oh, today's days. Today's days. It's it's done uh, through Sfirah Saimer. Yeah, davening and yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good chance.